Hello, adventurers. I want to take a moment to tell you that all our content can now be found uninterrupted and commercial-free on Apollo Plus. Apollo Plus is a subscription-based service that enhances your audio fiction experience with ad-free access to your favorite shows and exclusive content, while at the same time supporting us all as creators to keep bringing you quality content. Please take a moment to check out Apollo Plus at apollopods.com or download the app in your Google or Apple app stores. Again, that's Apollo Plus, your new home for quality audio fiction. Dawn of Dragons, Season 2, Episode 4, The Chains of Darkness. <sighs> Benedict groaned, rolling from his right side to the left, no longer facing the rough and jagged edge of the wall. The wall was smooth like glass, and in parts dangerously so. Scottmere was disturbed how foreign it felt to him, remarking, it's almost unholy. It's not like any stone I've ever seen. It was opaque, and when light would grace itself in the twenty-foot chamber of the cell, it showed blue and gray streaks, from some ancient flame, no doubt. Benedict noted it was like a smelter's slag, the runoff from smelting raw iron ore. He opened his right eye. Even that motion sent waves of pain in his overworked back and legs. For days they had been loading carts with various crates of supplies. The dark soldiers, always watching their work and driving them to perform at a pace slightly faster than possible, with a load slightly heavier. Benedict tried to resist and found it was easier to just submit to their wishes and load the carts. Sophie and himself being the strongest and tallest, they were the ones driven the hardest. Scottmere was kicked around cruelly by their pointed black boots. He didn't seem to care though. At least he wouldn't show them. He never changed his pace. He saw Vic sitting, staring at the floor with his hands clasped in his lap. His head hung low. Though they were all quiet the past few days, none was more reclusive than Vic's. The deep elves had Vic's and Cordelia gathering various local flora for their supplies. Cordelia's hands looked blackened the first day and began to blister the next with some reaction to a local plant. She had ripped fabric from the base of her dirty white dress and made some hand wraps for herself. She never let the pain show on her face. We need to get out. Oh, there must be a way. A smile tried to crack his chapped lips. His cousin was tough, for sure. Hey, Cordelia, are, are you up? Yeah. I wish I wasn't, but... Yeah. He sat up on the glassy floor. She sat on the long rock bench along their side of the wall. Sophie sat next to her, with unfocused eyes staring at the ground. Jade as well was ever quiet, just sitting there in thought. On the floor, Spread Eagle lying on his back was Scottmere. Nothing bothers that guy. Sophie blurted. I feel so stupid. This wouldn't have happened if I hadn't... Ugh, it's all my fault. Wait, Sophie, I didn't mean... No, you did. And you were right. I shouldn't have trusted that man. We all had a choice. Vix raised his head. Didn't we, Squire? I... Benedict hesitated. I'm not a squire. Not yet, anyways. Vix chuckled. 
great. Not much else for us to do now. We're all doomed. Don't say that. You don't, you don't know anything. Oh. <laughs> but I do. I do, little mage. Fix's eyes grew cold as he continued. These are the Forgotten Ones. Those of my people that were banished long ago. Doomed to lurk beneath the earth further than our cellars or graves. He looked back to the doorway. They were the Skull's poisoners. The god the young knight-to-be knows as the ferryman. He sneered as much to himself as to his companions, leaning back towards them. I tell you, we now walk with death close behind. Sophie stood up. Stop. I see you quake as you talk of such things, as if you know them. But I am not stupid, Vix. I will not be fooled by your facade. She stood in the center of the floor, glaring at him, her eyes ablaze with her blonde hair falling in several dirty matted locks laying across her shoulders. Vix was visibly shaken. If one was astute enough, or had the tools, they could see the granite-like ego split, as if a great sledge had struck it. You are scared. He stood enraged. He shrieked with hands outstretched as he leapt for her. She used the attack's momentum to put him firmly but helplessly on the ground with a grunt. Please, stop. We need all of us to get out of this. She stood up and glanced back at a wide-eyed Benedict and Cordelia. (laughs) A very awake Scottmere was standing now. That's right, Sophie. Together. He strode over to Vix, who lay defeated and broken on the ground. Come on, Vix. Gather yourself. He helped him sit up. Regardless of who they are in this godforsaken place, we need to get out, and we gotta be together in it. Psst. A shock came across everyone's face as they looked at each other, frozen like statues rooted in place. Who the... It came from the doorway. Silhouetted against the light from outside the cell's bars was a familiar face. One they hadn't seen in days. How did you... I was told by an old man in the town to come find you here. Zane and I made our way in and separated after... Zane? Is... is he... He's fine. He's fine. Sophie took a deep breath. Stand back. I'll see if I can get it open. What are you doing? We can't just leave. Benedict charged at him. So help me. I will do what I must to make sure you stay quiet. But it was already too late. Everyone down, they're coming. Everyone scrambled to a normal position in their cell while Zorin panicked looking around. Behind him was the walkway up the cliff face to the cell's location. Off the walkway was a sheer drop. Oh boy. Sophie noted minutes seemed like hours as they heard the approach of the deep elven guard. She sighed. It was worse when she saw who accompanied them. She stood slightly shorter than the rest of them, but it mattered not given the power that radiated off her and her station. Her red eyes were almond-shaped and peered into the cell as she leered at them. And what seems to be the matter? What bothers my dear pets this morning? They all sat silent, staring at the floor. Vic shook his head, freeing himself from the panic. Mistress Valia. The dark guard pointed to the edge behind her. 
She turned slowly like a snake coiling to strike, the blue-black velvet of her cloak cascading from her shoulders to ride at her calf. She stroked his cheek. Move, Janik, you fool! She shoved the man, stumbling out of the way. Thank you. Thank you, my lady. He mumbled, bowing, while stepping back quickly, allowing her past to look down over the rocky edge into the dark abyss below. Suspended there was Zoran, dangling from the cliff face, his teeth clenched in silence. His fingers locked like iron to the edge. His arms screaming from fatigue, he clung to the edge with all he could muster. He saw her dark red lips peel back in a sneer across the ashen gray face, revealing the set of perfect ivory teeth. Well, hello. And who might you be? She gently stroked his knuckles with a pointed boot. Oh no. She shifted her weight, slowly crushing his hand. Both holding it in place and disabling him at the same time. I... I... He suddenly sneered. I'm the prince of the world, you dumb ox. Her eyes flared from the insult as she swung her foot to kick out his grip. Vix mumbled and gently waved the fingers of one hand. Foley's foot suddenly felt heavier than normal, throwing weight off center. She shrieked as she flung herself over the side. Vix smiled, but it vanished quickly. How clumsy of me. She peered over the stone edge with her arms outstretched, levitating. Gently, she floated up and out, returning to the edge, peering down at Zoran. Seize the outsider and put him in with the others. The guards nodded. Two of them pulled up Zoran and held him with arms behind his back. She smiled like a cat with its prey as she ran a single black fingernail across his cheek. I so look forward to our discussion in the morning. See you soon. She turned and strode back up the trail to the building, illuminated in darkness with the fire of blue torches. Hours passed, it seemed. But to be honest, Zoran had no idea how much time had passed. Past two days, he had simply slept when he was tired. Zane would be looking for him soon, he supposed. They had agreed to meet about four miles away at the edge of a huge underground lake before they had to sleep. Zorn was beginning to feel tired, a sign time was running short. He walked silently to the gate and peered down both directions. All seemed quiet. He walked back to Vix. Time to go. Are you ready? Vix nodded. They all looked at him. How? They took all our gear. I... I have no spellbook. Scottmere shrugged. Or... my axe? I believe it would be foolish to retrieve them. First we should escape. We have survived with less. Bendix stated, putting his hand on Sophie's shoulder. Zorn smiled, nodding. Reaching into his boot, he produced a single lockpick. I... I bet that smells... Sophie smiled. Let's get to it then. Zorin slid the pick into the tumbler and felt the cold iron reluctantly move into place and the gate slide slowly on its rail. Zorin hissed back to everyone as a reminder as he slipped onto the pathway. Sophie sighed, thinking of her sword especially, but looked at Cordelia. She and Vix were helpless without their spellbooks except for the handful of less powerful spells they had memorized. They made their way down the path to a small guardhouse. Zorin motioned for them to stop and lower themselves to the floor a moment. 
He quietly approached and noticed two figures in the darkness playing a familiar game. Axes. Axes again, Hondoed. He recognized the voice of the one she called Janik. <laughs> yes, another axe. Tell me, Janik, how do you feel about our dear mistress? Why? She's a strong. Yes, she's very strong. And cruel. Indeed. Very cruel, isn't she? Saw the other figure lean in. The way she treats us all. Especially the way she treats you. I... I suppose. There I lay down the skull. And let's pause a moment. Jenik sighed. <sighs> we won't always have to listen to her gloat, will we? No. I have a feeling we won't. The figure pointed at the table in front of him. Look here. There's something I wish to show you. Janik in turn looked at the table. Zorin froze. The other guard looked directly at him with two icy blue eyes. The ash-colored face nodded at him. Go. Zorin ducked down and waved for everyone to follow him as they crept into the darkness, out of the prison they had known as an unwelcome home these past few days. Dear Janik, do you see now? I... I understand. Truly I do, but... must it be? Must it be you? Yes. As I once told someone very dear to me, all things must end sometime. Keldor woke in his room and put on his things to walk to the breakfast hall. He could smell the sweet pastries glazed in honey and some cranberries and the familiar favorite cinnamon rolls. He smiled, rubbing the beard on his sleep-worn chin. He exited, shutting the door gently behind himself. Walking down the hall, he heard a small voice. Hey! He turned to see a halfling no taller than a young child waving at him. She carried a small lute strapped to her back. It looked more like a mandolin, he thought to himself. She was dressed in dark greens and browns of the forest. Deep burgundy hair came to her shoulders. Around her neck was a small corked glass vial. You going to breakfast? Yes. Me too. Can I join you? Absolutely. But I get ahead of myself. He knelt down on one knee and bowed to her. I am Kildor. And who might you be, my new friend? Marvana Birdsong. She smiled, standing straight, taking his hands to shake it happily. Traveling minstrel. She nodded quickly, adding, Well, let's get moving. Those goodies aren't going to just eat themselves. <laughs> they chuckled together as they walked down the hall, following the welcome smells and pleasant conversation. A conversation that no one seemed to notice was missing several honored guests. Lorvana Birdsong is voiced by Cara Danvers. The Stranger is played by Philip Usher of the Averin Dark Saga podcast. This is Vix the Chaotic You Sniveling Fools. Voiced by Daniel Nichols of the Happy Go Lucky podcast. Janik is played by Stephen Ferugia. Mistress Valia is played by Bridget Ferugia. Zorin, played by Cody Miller. Sophie, played by Sarah Jenkins. Cordelia Shieldheart is played by Jolene Frescus. 
Gottmere is played by Colton Jansen. Benedict Shieldhart, played by Brian Dowling. And I am Mike Ashley, your narrator. The music in this episode was performed by Fogweaver from their album Spellwind. You can find them on Bandcamp. This episode was made possible by listeners like you and Brave Adventures Paper Miniatures. Please support our magnificent cast, music, and supporters by following their links in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode. What else awaits them in this grim underworld and how they plan to escape? Stay safe and remember the oath. It has been rumored that she was responsible for her mother's death. Promise me I'll get the old kingdom back. Of course, my dear. I am invincible, after all. This new queen has waged war on all the other kingdoms but us pirates. They intend to make an example out of us. The spars have turned their eyes upon us, free men. They've taken several ships and captains captive. They mean to rid the world of the free peoples by putting our kind behind the chain. And honestly, I'd rather have a dance with Jack Ketch. Now there be no time for petty differences if we intend to stay a free people. We're all in this together. Us pirate lords. Like it or not. Some of us will have to die. I have to cross the veil. If we wish to defeat the Lord Admiral, we'll have to attack from both sides of existence. Some of us will suffer a fate much worse than death. But what choice do we have? Both aboard, boys. We'll be heading straight to war, and hell be riding with us. This new queen demands a war. Now I suggest we open the gates of Hades itself and give the world a war they won't soon forget. What say we? from the three yo ho with a bottle of rum Hello there stranger I have a question for you if I may be so bold Do you love fantasy with its heroes of goodness and knights of daring do? Hearty dwarves and mystical elves. Incredible dragons who rule the skies and breathe fire. Maidens so fair, they make the gods themselves weep at their beauty. You do? Well, never mind then. Off you go. But if you like darkness, disparity, blood and gore, necromancy and demons... Then I have a tale for you, my friend. For in the world of Aetheran, 
there is but a glimmer of light amongst the coming shadow. The eternal darkness is spreading its influence from the world beyond, seeking to wash over the land like a dark tide. All is doomed. But there is still hope. A candle burns within the gloom for those that seek to walk within the light. The Knights of the Argent Order, warriors and wielders of magic, trained solely in the arts of demonic eradication. These brave few will battle to the last in hopes of securing a future for all mankind. Be steadfast, be stoic, remain vigilant, for here death awaits all in the world of Aetheran. Available on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, and Spotify. Search Dark Saga Aetheran to subscribe now. Now, Charlie, you and I have a deal. I'll be back for Christmas, which isn't that long from now. And you are going to make new friends and help Aunt Nani. You can't just leave me! Truly, I won't be gone long, and Aunt Nani needs your help. You don't need to keep saying it! Charlie, I know this makes you sad, and I know you're sad because you love me. Promise me you'll be helpful. Okay. I love you. The Happy Go Lucky Podcast, producers of Charlie Saves Christmas, bring you our next heartwarming adventure. Cassie and the Spectral Shade opens April 6th. 2020.